This week on Sex Love Joy, entrepreneur Sin Delano talks no strings attached sex, recreating relationships, honesty, loyalty, and much more. You are listening to Sex Love Joy, an interview series hosted by me, Anayim Bjorkwis, in which special guests reveal intimate details about how they connect the dots between Sex Love Joy. Hi, Sin. Welcome to Sex Love Joy. Hello. How are you? Pretty good. I wanted to explain to the listeners how we met because we have we have a mutual friend. I had put out a call to ask people who they wanted me to interview, and you were the first suggestion. So I wanted to bring you on the show to talk about some of the stuff that women feel but don't say about traditional relationships and that you can have sex without the feelings. Can you go a little deeper into that? Yes. I think it's also because I didn't take fairy tale approach to relationships that I know we're as young girls were indoctrinated a lot with, uh, you know, waiting on your prince charming and your life pretty much is growing up to find the one, get married, have kids and live happily ever after. But I'm a very adventurous person. So my outlook on sex was curiosity. I wanted to know what it was. I wanted to know what was so involved because I just, I watch people a lot. I'm very observant. So I saw people act certain ways over other people, very possessive. And I just, you know, I never knew where that came from. So I said, you know, let me read about what sex is. Because as we, as I became a teenager, you know, I would always hear people be like, mine, mine, mine. And when it comes to the opposite sex, and it was just very weird to me because it's just like, you don't own people. So, (laughs) so my, my approach to sex from a very young age was, it was something to be experienced. And how would you know if you liked it, if you didn't experience it with the people that you wanted to experience it with? But that went totally against everything I was raised to believe and the traditional monogamous relationship you know you get one person you marry that person that's who you have sex with for the rest of your life (laughs) that sounded so boring to me I and when I say that I'm not saying that I think other people's monogamous relationships are boring it bores me amen to that too (laughs) (laughs) no because that's so true because you're you're saying for me. And that's very important for everyone to hear because you're saying for me, I knew it at an early age. And just because it works for y'all doesn't mean it works for me. <laughs> yes. There was also, and I mean, I can talk about it now. I'm 35. Who's going to do something to me? Nobody. But growing up in a very religious household, you know, there's some things you just, you didn't talk about. Or if you did bring them up, you knew that you were probably going to have a negative response from your parents. I'm a very explorative type of person. And it's not just about sex. It's I look at I want to know about everything. I'm just curious. I want to talk a little bit more, too, about something else. The fact that you are honest, you believe in honesty. It's a huge theme in your life which we both function the same way around honesty. We want to be as honest to ourselves as we can and to everyone in our lives. You told me that when you are honest with men sometimes about the fact that 
I don't necessarily want a traditional monogamous relationship. And in you telling them that, they'll be okay with it, but then we'll flip the script on you. And it's men that flip it around often on women. So can you tell us more about that and your experiences with that? It's weird because it's only been a few guys in my life who actually honestly believe that just like they can say, hey, I don't really want a girlfriend, but I do want to have sex. There's been very few guys who believe that women can do that too. It's always you quote unquote females are emotional. You don't think rationally. It's almost like they think we're aliens, but we have the (laughs) same, same mental process. We have the same chart of emotions that we experience just like them. So I I think it's a, a foreign concept for some guys. So as I got older, I realized, and this is my experience. So this isn't man bashing or anything, but men are very possessive. You know, you're mine. I don't want anyone else looking at you. I don't want anyone else touching you. And then there are men who, they're not that extreme, but they are on some, you belong to me. And it's like, you know, that would be okay if it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen lots of relationships to where sexual infidelity wasn't an issue. The husband was like, you know, this is my wife. This is who I have sex with. I don't go outside of the marriage bed. And I, you know, those are my expectations for her. And she understands. And, you know, that's their thing. But I'd be lying if I said most of the relationships I know, there's one person who thinks that that doesn't apply to them. Yeah. And so it And turned- you talked about that, too, when we talked last time. You were telling me about how there were guys that you had gotten into a relationship with and had tried to swindle you and be like, okay, we're going to be monogamous and I don't want you to have sex with other people. And then they would still like try to go do their own thing on the side. And you're like, dude, I already told you you could do that as long as I can too. Yeah. So it's, it's a very complicated. Why do you want to be in a relationship with someone that you cannot be honest with? Why do you, why do you want to lie to someone? Why do you want to cheat? Is it, it, it starts to become, this is more of a power thing for you, yes. a control thing. Because if somebody is telling you, hey, I really don't care if you have sex with other people. Just make sure that you take care of what you need to do at home. I have no problem with what you're doing outside the house. Just, you know, be clean. Keep it 100. And we're good. But somebody tells you that, and that's still not enough for you. You want to be able to do, do your dirt secretly. It's like you want to be disloyal. And that is one of the things I've encountered and had a problem with with the men that I date is that it's almost like they just they enjoy the dishonesty of it all so they'd rather me be like no we have to be monogamous so that they can go cheat and it's the (laughs) stupidest thing in the world what one of my last guests talked about is that we sometimes are subscribed to dreams that we don't know are not our own we're like emotionally invested in that stuff and for myself it was just a lot like you like I was always told you know you grow up you go to college you find Prince Charming you marry him and you're married till you both die and that's it and there's nothing wrong with that folks I don't want anyone who's listening to be like we're bashing monogamy but for so many people they have no clue that there are other options out there 
There's Mm -hmm. other ways to do it. There's so many options, but we're not taught that. It's just, we have these dreams that aren't ours. And that's what I felt like you were telling me that your partners, they didn't even dig into why am I trying to get sin to prescribe to this relationship? Because I know that's what happened in your marriage with your daughter's father. How did you get him to the point where you are now? Like the short story of it, because I know it's a <laughs> it's a really long story. But how did you guys get to the point where you guys have your current situation that works for both of you and you're raising you're co-parenting your daughter um i think it i think it's the point that any relationship that has its ups and downs gets to is do you really want to be with this person mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself that because so many of us stay in relationships because it's like well if you would just do this this way everything would be okay and it's like but what you're really telling a person is change who you are to suit my needs so that I can be happy. But the thing is, if you're not happy and this person isn't willing to adjust to contribute to your happiness, well, they're they're already telling you what they want. They don't want to do that. Yeah. So you have to, it gets, we got to the point where it was like, okay, we need to sit down and we need to state where we will compromise and where we won't. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're raised, I guess when you go to date someone or when you end up in a relationship with someone as friends, you can have two different value systems as Mm -hmm. mates that is going to cause some problems. Yes. Yes. And we had to admit we were raised with two very different value systems. And there's a, there's this thing within the, the black family community is that, you know, we all assume that we're raised with the same values because religion We're all Christians and, you know, the Bible says, and it's like, yeah, but do you live your life verbatim by the Bible? How many people actually do that? I mean, if we did, the world would be a totally different place. So we we had to admit we were operating off of two different value systems. And that's where all our conflict was coming in. Did we want to stay together? What were we going to do to make it better? So we chose to separate. And it just, you know, for me, if I'm going to be separate from you, we might as well not be together. Because if I'm with someone, I'm investing my most valuable asset, which is time into you. And if you're not there, there's no reason for us to even say that we are together. So when you have kids, that person is going to be there as long as that kid is alive. So you have to look at it differently than you would if there were no children in the picture. So We just really sat down and had we had to work on our communication. And I was just like, either you want to be with me or you don't, because you can't keep doing this back and forth when it works for you. It's all good. But when it doesn't, well, we want to break up. We're married now. It doesn't make any sense. So honesty is what did it for a long time. You know, he was like, I was just trying to be the man that I thought you would love. And I was just like, no, be yourself. (laughs) I'm not going to like any everything about you, regardless of who you are, because I'm me. (laughs) You're not going to like everything about me but that doesn't mean you stop loving somebody you know so we uh (laughs) we had that hard talk and it was well if we're gonna stay together well what do we have to do and it was just that point of acceptance where you say look this is who I want to be with we're not doing it the way that everybody else does it 
but we're together and we're happy. If one of us were unhappy, it needed to end. Yeah. Period. But if you're happy where things are, then what's the what's the harm in it? You know, the biggest thing for our daughter is, she, and she told us, I just want mommy and daddy happy. So she doesn't, you know, she misses the fact that we used to li- all live in the same house. But she's not, she's not stressed about anything yeah. like she was when we weren't getting along. She's okay. She's fine with it. Because she knows every time she sees him, he's happy. And when she sees me, I'm happy. And, and you know, if I'm not unhappy. If I'm unhappy, it's not because of her dad. Yeah. And that was very important to both of us for her to see whether we decided to stay together or we did go through the divorce. And the lesson that I've learned from life, like that's the biggest lesson that I've learned from navigating my 17 year relationship, because for me, that was the that's been the biggest learning experience of my life is to be with someone for so long and figure out that this other person, what they truly need from me is to, for me to be myself, for me to be honest with myself, for me to be honest with them and for them to have room to be honest with themselves and my, and me, because that's what a lot of people don't give their partners. They don't give their partners that space to really bring that honesty to the table. They want certain things you know like how your how your spouse said I thought you wanted me to be this and then on top of that when you add the parenting layer we all think oh my god our kids need you know for us to be the Cosbys (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like that cookie cutter like family and they're what is going to happen to them and what I've heard from everyone that I've interviewed is that when they are themselves and when they are happy their kids are happy Mm -hmm. and it's crazy I want to dive into loyalty because that's a word that comes up with you a lot I know what you're going to say because we talked about (laughs) this but tell (laughs) the listeners how you feel about that word what does loyalty mean to you sin I think loyalty is when you when you have implicit trust and faith in someone to where outside influences other people it's not going to affect how you feel about that person uh, and what you do with that person so for me i i don't give my loyalty to everybody and i've had you know i've had a few people in my life tell me you know you're not a loyal person but that was coming from a place of I wasn't loyal to them and if they were honest about it I wasn't loyal to you because you weren't being loyal to me Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not that type of person who believes I should give people loyalty who aren't being loyal to me it's like respect and it's like trust Mm -hmm. those things are mutual for me you know you want that I respect you as a human being so I'm not you know I'm not gonna just walk up to you and do whatever I want to you but beyond that basic level of respect you know you have to earn that Mm -hmm. and it's not you know I'm not saying to you if you want to be down you have to go jump through hoops that's not (laughs) what I'm saying it's no but I want to go here because I know what you mean it's first we all give everyone respect like that's a basic thing that we all humans have to do and when people return that respect they start to earn our trust when you know that that they will be respectful to you and then when they say what they mean and they do you know what they said they would they gain more trust and then that's when you build loyalty 
But I know that for you, it's because you have some things that are just non-negotiable. And you're very upfront with people about these are my non-negotiables. So can you talk about that, about what your non-negotiables are so that you build trust and loyalty with someone? I have to, I have to feel like you're honest with me. Mm -hmm. And I, because life has taught me that, you know, demanding honesty and truth from people, it's everybody doesn't, that's not everybody's core value. So, you know, Mm -hmm. some people, they don't think white lies are are bad. You know, (laughs) they'll tell them because it's more important to them to see someone feel good than to be honest or tell the truth. And for me, I'm just kind of like, well, don't ask stuff that you don't want to know the truth about. Or at the very least, don't ask me. So that's, <laughs> one, of, that's one of my non-negotiables. Don't ever expect me to lie to you about anything. Yeah. Because I, I just, I know lying is attached to fear. And yes. I don't want fear in my life. People lie when they're scared that they're not going to get something, that someone's not going to do something they want. I can honestly say I'm not scared of anybody on this planet. Do I want things to go my way? Yes, I'm a human being. I, <laughs> I, I would like to wake up and my bank account look a certain way. I would like to live in the house of my dreams. But I just lying, it, it doesn't, it might get me what I want. It might get other people what they want momentarily. But it always seems to like, come back and get you later. Yeah. So I just rather, you know, being honest is a hard road because everybody doesn't look at it like it's a good thing. I remember my husband said one time, you think because you tell the truth that makes you a good person. And I said, (laughs) no, it doesn't make me a good person. It just makes me not a liar. (laughs) And that, that is important to me because, you know, people can tell the truth all the time. If you just, There's a way to do it. So that's a non-negotiable for me. Um, Being respectful. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, tact. That's one of the things I had to learn. Yes, especially with honesty. Yes. And that's where it came from. Because, you know, I was one of those types of people. Oh, well, if they don't want to hear that, they don't they can't handle the truth. That's why they're getting upset. Well, no, not really. It could be that you're you come across very rude with what you're saying. <laughs> There's a time and a place for everything. If somebody is going through it yeah. and here you come with your truth, you know, time that a little better. You yes. know, it's not saying you don't tell them the truth. It's saying maybe this isn't the right time for that. Yeah. Have some compassion. There's there's responsibility with telling the truth. And that's something that I had to learn. Like, yeah, you can be super honest, but you have to be responsible about upholding people's boundaries and like, where are they at now? Because they might not want to look at the truth. So that might just mean that I can't just be that close to you right now because you're going to be lying to yourself and me. And I just... I can't hang with that. So stay over there. <laughs> right. My other non-negotiable is that word boundary. I think we have boundaries and expectations, even when we don't express them to other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first offense, okay, that that's me taking it personal. But if I've said to you, you know, I really don't like this. And I typically don't hang around people who do this consistently. So, 
you know, if that's your thing, I get it, but we probably can't be close. And you say, no, 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 I understand. Um, I won't do it. And then you repeatedly do it. We don't, we're going to butt hit. And it's not me trying to control you as a person. It's, I've already gave you an easy out. I said, hey, this is who I am. Yeah. These are my expectations. These are my boundaries. Don't cross them. And if you can't live up to this, then we just, we won't be the best bud. Yeah. And some people hate rejection so bad that they know they can't live up to those expectations. And the expectation could be a centimeter off the floor and they know <laughs> they can't live up to it, but they'll still say they could do it because they don't, you know, they look at it as rejection when you say, you know, this isn't, this yeah. isn't going to be good for either of us. So, you know, just know your boundaries. And if you want trust and loyalty from me you have to be honest with me that's the only way I give it to people there are some people I know that they can't be honest about certain things Mm -hmm. so I don't have that expectation of them yeah I know they'll lie about that because that's something that that has nothing to do with me they would lie to anybody about that but the things that have to do with me and that person that's where I expect the honesty to come in because I can't you know, I can't be the crusader of honesty and truth. I can't make everybody tell the truth. No. It's just not, it's impossible. So that's where my realistic side comes in is be honest with me and respect, respect my space. Yeah. And we're good. And what, where this dives in with the other stuff in our lives, because we all have to do inner work. We mm-hmm. are put here and as soon as we're put here, parents and society start putting things into our heads and when we reach a certain age we have to go back and we have to process all that stuff and we have to do that inner work and self-honesty is a huge part of that and for me what it's generated is that the more honest that I am of myself I can be more open and honest about things that are hard to talk about like sex how has being honest with yourself and about your desires helped you sexually? It's helped me a lot because I am one of those very determined people. When I want something, I want it. And I'm going <laughs> to, you know, even if you tell me, I come to you and I say, I mean, I want this and I know you can give it to me. Can I have it? <laughs> and you're like, no, <laughs> I mean, you can work for it, but I'm not going to give it to you. I will damn near do anything that's in my parameters of yeah. self-respect to get it. <laughs> in because my parameters of self-respect. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I'm not going to disgrace myself on no ridiculous level. Just to, you know, the, the risk has to be worth the reward. Ooh, yum, me. yum. <laughs> it has to be. Because otherwise, it's not. And, I mean, there are things that I have gracefully bowed out of. Like, now you're asking me for way. It's not even worth it. So as far as sex goes, I don't know. I looked at it at a young age as this is my body. Mm-hmm. I control what goes in and out of it. So therefore I can do whatever I want to do with it. And, you know, of course it will earn you these uh, labels. It will earn you slut shaming. It will earn you all kinds of things. Like even my dad, my dad did a bit of slut shaming when I, he asked me if I was a virgin. I think I was like, how old was I? I might have been 18 years old. And he said, tell me how many 
people you've had sex with, so I know how big of a slut you are. Oh my god! And it was maybe it was the first time like I had ever like really come to tears by something he has said because you don't expect your parents to say something like that to you, you know? But my dad in his head, you know, it's like my girls are gonna be virgins for the for all their life. And I don't know if he thought that that was an okay joke, but I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. And, but you know what? It made me a stronger person because it was just like, this is my dad saying this to me. Nobody can say anything worse. Nobody. <laughs> There's no man in the world who can say anything worse than that because that's my dad. I'm very, The people I choose to be close to, those are the people who can get under my skin. Yeah. He, my dad is one of the people um, that I sometimes allow to get under my skin it ain't too many people though so it's like you know whatever like red man said i'll be that but i'm happy because i know what i want sexually you're not just gonna give me no hamburger meat and tell me it's a steak nope because i know what steak is (laughs) how because i went and i i've had it you know what i'm saying i know what quality pretty much anything i want i know the difference between quality and i know the difference between trash because I went and I, I tested out things and I haven't had that that fear that, oh, well, everyone's going to think that I'm a whore. And so at the that. end of the day, so what if people think that you're a whore? Are you are you do you like yourself? Are you having a good time? People call you call other women that. Because they're scared to do everything they want to do. And it's not even about like being a whore or how much sex you have. It's about are you willing to go get what you want and figure out if that's good or not? If you haven't had experiences, and this is across the board, if you haven't Mm -hmm. had the experience, how do you know that's a quality this or that? You have to go on, let's say you want to take a trip, you go on orbits, you book a hotel room, you know, they have pictures, you think it's going to be great, and then you get there and it's a shithole and you're like, oh, I know this is a shithole because I'm in here, <laughs> you know? Right. And that's that's how it is with sex. And there's a lot of fe- a fear. It's a lot of fear attached to because they, you know, they're scared. What is my mother and father going to say? You're grown. Why do you care? Yeah. You know, well, my friends, you know, my fr- for me, if you're in a relationship, the, the only person you need to be worried about is you and that person you're in a relationship. Yes. If you're if you're not in a monogamous or committed relationship to anyone, worry about yourself. If you're not happy. <laughs> and I tell I tell my girlfriends all the time, you know, especially they're like, I hate my life. Not going the way I plan. It's just like, okay, but how much control do you have over what's going on right now? Yes. Well, I want to be with this guy. And I was like, but if that guy's not doing what you want and you're not in a committed relationship, why are you devoting so much time to something that you actually you have control over what you what you can get out of life with this particular thing. Some of my friends are like, you're just so free. And, and it's like, okay, but you can be too. Why are you in a cage? The cage is not even locked. You have the key <laughs> and you have walked willingly into a cage and just sat there and said, I can't locked. do anything. No, I can't do it. People, they give away so much of their power. You mm-hmm. know, they give away their power by getting into relationships and not saying to the other person, these are my non-negotiables. You are are either going to meet these these are the things that you have to meet and if you don't meet these we're not doing this and then on top of that these are my boundaries you know you have to respect that 
and they can't even voice that and then they go down this like rabbit hole or they get on a roller coaster with someone and then they're like oh i lost you know control i'm on this roller coaster what do i do and it's like you get off you get off the roller coaster and you make better choices you make better choices the second time around And my new thing is, because you and I are very spiritual, and my other thing now is with the people who they sit there and they wait to manifest what they want. (laughs) And I know you have feelings around this. So can we talk about how manifestation is also giving your power away? I think when you think only faith works, you're giving your power away because you actually have to work for what you want. Yes. You know? You can say, I want to be a millionaire, but if you just sit there and chant every single day, I want to be a millionaire, I want to be a millionaire, that is nothing more than entitlement. You think you deserve to be a millionaire, so you should be a millionaire, but you have to work to be a millionaire. So my thing is, if you do the work that is required to become a millionaire, then yes, you do deserve to be a millionaire. And I think that's the same thing about Anything with manifestation, you know, I stayed away from vision boards forever Mm -hmm. because I said it was the stupidest thing ever (laughs) that you put something on a piece of paper and say, bam, it's going to come true. Yeah. And you look at it every day. Right. Because you look at it every day. And so many people watched the secret, read the book and said, that's how you're going to you're going to get good things is if you only say good things, if you only do good things good things will come your way. And I feel like they forget the part of what you actually got to do the good. You can't just say it. Yeah. And fucked up shit's going to happen. So you have to be a person of action. So when it does happen, you can keep moving. Right. And just because we want positive things in our life with our relationships, with our sex life, you still got to work to get it. And it's just fear and laziness. They're two of the most debilitating things for anybody in life because you know I'm scared if I do this this will happen okay but if you don't do it you're going to be exactly where you are right now so you have to take that leap and I just when I say these things I don't want anyone who's listening to be like oh she thinks she's better than everyone else no I know this because I actually had to do this stuff it isn't I'm not speaking theoretically or hypothetically I did sit with a lot of things and be like, okay, how am I going to change this? And while I'm trying to figure out how to change it, yeah, craziness still is happening, Yeah, you know, because I'm still in the same spot. But if I get my ass up and I move, yeah. well, some things are going to change. So I, that's so juicy because that's what, how I feel about a lot of the positive movements. It's like, they don't leave room for the humanity for when things go wrong, when we get sick, when Other people do things that trigger us and just, you know, I can't be positive all the time. That's just not life. That's not the human experience. I am a human having a human experience and I can only do the best that I can right now with the information that I know (laughs) Mm -hmm. right now. What in your current human experience right now, where are you expanding? Where is the growth happening for sin right now? Oh my goodness. It's happening across the board. Uh, I Tell us about all the bits and pieces and where you're expanding. One of my good friends, she started back writing and um, I'm so happy she did because I love her words. But she recently wrote something about, you know, potential and 
loving yourself and all this stuff. And I, you know, as I was reading it and I was responding to her, you know, I'm a bit of a reformed asshole. And I, <laughs> I had to look, one day I just looked around and I was just like, I need people here to help me with my emotions and there's no one here. And it's because I was a full-blown asshole. So all my friends were assholes. <laughs> so you can't expect an asshole to care. They, assholes don't care. So, <laughs> I'm dying because I used to be such a bitch. Not an asshole, but like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, I just said to myself, I have a kid now. I can't, I don't want to raise a little asshole. <laughs> so what do I do? You know, and I, I had to do the one thing I had been refusing to do. And it was be vulnerable around people. You know, ex express your emotions outwardly as much as you go off in your corner and you deal with them. Because I'm really big about, look. This is too much. I got to go over here and deal with this by myself. But sometimes, you know, that's how some people learn to trust you is if you bring them into those those moments where you're just like, I'm all over the place. I need my friends. Yeah. And so that I'm experiencing the difference of my life changing because I have like shed some of the asshole in me. Um, and you know what? It's so crazy that you're mentioning this because right now in my life, I'm going through some epic shit. Like, you know, my whole foundation was rocked and I just realized, oh my God. And over the last few years, my being vulnerable and being open about my stuff, even on my online community, I have so many people who now reach out to me before I even need them. Yes. before I have to raise my hand and say, help me. And it's so crazy to see all these women around me texting me. Sometimes the same day, I'll, I'll wake up to like five texts. How are you, Anaina? Are you okay? It's so true that we, because we as women across the board, mm -hmm. we try to take on too much. And yeah. it's hard to like ask for help or to like let people in and not go in that corner. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing the changes that are happening like with my husband because he, you know, he's just like nothing phases you. You don't give a shit about much of anything. You're not an affectionate person. Like some days I sit and I be like, why in the hell are you even with me? Because he's more of an affectionate person than I am. But by me being a little more open and with my feelings that I usually go off in the corner and deal with, you know, he see he sees me as a real person because he says, you know, the only time I know that you're human is when you're angry. He was like, but he was like, I don't, you're like a robot. And so I'm seeing that change with him. My daughter, you know, she's just like, mom, let me love you. And because of that, every single day, you know, I am becoming a more affectionate person with her. Even with building my business, that is just, that was my approach to life. Just plow through everything. Yeah, Nothing bothers me. And if it does, I'm not going to tell you because you, you can't do anything about it. I got to fix it. But you know, just stopping sometimes and saying, hey, I really didn't like what you just said to me. I'm going to deal with it, but I would just let you know. Don't say that to me anymore. It's it's changing. I'm losing friends. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Because, you know, all your assholes don't want to be reformed. 
they can't come with you on your journey. And that's not, I'm not saying that as a bad thing because I do still have some asshole tendencies, but there are some people, they don't have no desire to change that. Yeah. So and they might they not be can't ready. come along with you. Yeah. Right. They might they meet you at you. another station later on. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's just acceptance. That's, yeah. that's the thing that I'm experiencing across the board with this change. Um, and because I have, I, I have been most of my life. I don't care if you accept me. I don't really want to accept you. Just leave me alone. Either you're on my page. And it's just like. But now you do. Now you do. Now you realize that that's important to your growth, that you have the right people accepting you. Because that's one of the things that I say is I'm not for everyone and I'm Mm -hmm. not looking to be loved by everyone. I want to be loved by my people, my tribe, the ones that I belong to. And they, you know, I belong to them and they belong to me. And I think that's what I hear you saying is I'm realizing that I'm not for everyone and that's good, but it's important for me to have a community of people that I can trust and love and be loyal to. That's something that I've always stated to people and I've always known. It's just, I really do have to give most of the credit to my husband and my daughter when it comes to actually expressing that. Yeah. Because usually I'll state it in the beginning and I expect you to remember that. Yeah. That's my accident. You need to, you need to remember that. And then if you don't, I just walk away. Yeah. You can't. I repeat myself. I, I repeat myself so much. I just be like, Oh, please stop making me repeat myself. (laughs) I mean, you have to do that in relationships and you definitely have to do it in business. And really my husband, he, he's just like, you can't be the Gestapo trying to start a business. You've got to get people to buy into what you're doing. If people are going to be interested in what you're saying, you have to care about what they're saying. And so for me, it's getting the balance, right? Yeah. Because I'm, I can be a bit of an extremist. So I don't want to go off to the other end, which is, oh, you guys have to accept this. You have to embrace this. You have to, you have to support this. I I want the balance of, okay, everybody isn't going to support this. Everybody isn't going to accept it, but focus on your audience, you know, and that helps with my personal life because it's, it really is no different. Focus on the people who can actually tolerate your ass. (laughs) And that, that's, that's your core group of people right there. If it's not even tolerate, it's, they love you. They love you. They love that that little hint of the asshole. Sin's inner warrior that is more outer than inner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always ask some questions about sex, love, and joy towards the end. Right. And I want to know from you, what is one thing that you want women to know about sex? I want women to understand that they have power with, with sex. And it's not something to be used negatively. It isn't something that they have to ask permission for and don't get caught up in the stereotypes or in the things that that some men can say to us, because that is in an attempt to control our journey. And they have their journey. So you have your journey and you embrace it and you do whatever it is you feel you need to do to get to know yourself sexually, because being self-aware, sex is in there, too. When it comes to love. What is one thing that you are yearning for? I am loved. So I'm not, I'm not really yearning 
for it. I mean, I've all I feel loved by the people in my life. I don't feel like I'm being neglected by anybody. I'm in a good place. So just more, more of it. When are you most joyful? I'm when I'm doing what I want to do. I mean, I know that sounds really simple, but even like earlier when we were talking, people are so scared to do what they want to do because they don't know what's going to happen. But in in my mind, I see what it is I want to do and then I go do it and I'm happy doing that. So right now I say I'm I'm probably I'm not 100 percent doing what I want to do, but I'm I'm getting real close to it. So I definitely have way more joy in my life now than I've had in a long time. And I want you to tell the listeners with that one thing that you want to do because you have a publishing company in development. The 13th floor is going to be a publishing house um, that embraces all the art forms. It's, you know, we're at the very beginning stages, but, you know, I'm going to be publishing books, music, films, um, art shows. If it's related to art, I'm going to be publishing it. So it's, going to be a long journey because I'm very much so interested in longevity. I want this to be something that's around 30, 40, 50 years from now. You know, all I can say is pay attention and just peek in on my journey every now and then. I love it. I'm all, I'm in the tortoise. So I so believe in that slow and steady. <laughs> I have to give a huge shout out to Walida for putting us together. Pendently. So thank you so much, Walida, for putting us together. Sin, thank you so much for being on Sex, Love, Joy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sex, Love, Joy. For more interviews like this one and my other work, please visit sexlovejoy.com. I hope that listening to today's guests talk about living their truths helps you in your quest to do the same. Remember, thriving ain't easy, but adding a little sex, love, joy to your day makes the living a whole lot juicier. Until next time.